This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to It's a Doggy Talk World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and my friends are with me, Peter Burke Hello. and Kate Abbott. And this podcast is going to be about a couple of new puppies. <laughs> Petra got a new puppy. Her name is Willow. And I got a new puppy. Her name is Seven. Well, officially Seven of Nine. Seven of Nine. We'll explain that in a minute. But we thought we'd share the puppy process with you, how we found the puppy, found the breeder, why we went through a breeder rather than through an adoption, because a lot of people do ask us, why don't you adopt from a shelter or rescue? Why do you get one from a breeder? And we'll explain that, because both Petra and I do foster for rescues, kittens, cats. In fact, as we record this, there are three three foster kittens in a, in a dog crate right near our table where we're recording. But we'll explain that process. Also, getting the puppies, which was an adventure. A good adventure, but an adventure. And then they're right now coming up on five months old. So we'll talk about their puppyhood. So we thought we'd share that with you. So hang on, take a listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. So first of all, why do we get from a breeder? Well, I think one of the the things that I like, because we each rescued in the past, is I like, since my dogs go to work with me and must have a certain level of behavior, my high expectations, getting a puppy from a reputable breeder who does research on the pedigree, does a genetic test to try as much as possible, produce healthy puppies, and nothing's guaranteed, but try as much as possible. That gives me a blank slate that's geared towards success. So to raise a puppy who's going to be my working partner for his or her lifetime, is much different than getting an unknown quantity from a shelter that when I adopt him or her, I may not even know. Throw the dice. Right. What baggage is that young dog coming with? A couple of the rescues that I've had in the past were exactly that. Uh, They had some baggage that made them unsuitable as working partners. And my dogs do work with me every day. So getting a puppy from a breeder for me gives me that predictability well and on top of that i think you know besides us looking at the genetics of the dog and the breeds that we have it was also the breeder 
Yes. You know, is this a breeder that just has multiple dogs in the yard, in kennels, just breeds for money kind of thing? No, we wanted a family type situation. You know, do they go the extra uh, length to the dogs or meeting different people, um, different objects? That was probably the neatest thing because none of the three, my three, and I know your three, the, the breeders raise them so well that there really isn't anything that worries them. They're almost bomb-proof when... when you get them. Yeah. <laughs> which is very weird to say. But yet when we got the pictures, uh, which was great, because also um, our breeders would share photos... And videos. day one, and videos, of all the things that they were introducing these puppies to. And we had met both the mother of the litter and the father of the litter prior to the breeding. We had known the father of the litter. He came to our puppy class. And so we had seen him when he was very, very young. Granted, that was five and a half years ago, but we had seen him. And then at several of our trips north to Oregon to the English Shepherd Gatherings, we had met the mother of the litter. Mm -hmm. Again, before the breedings were even planned, but we had met her. We had seen her work. We'd seen her with her her mom, lovely dog. And so when that breeding was announced between these two, I know at that point I, I did a little, what? And I wasn't even thinking of a puppy at that point. I mean, Hero had just, well, hadn't even turned three yet yeah. when they announced the potential breeding. And I was a little bit of, um, well, I wonder if maybe I am ready for a puppy. <laughs> but since English Shepherds are not a, a common breed, and sometimes finding the breeding of the male and female that you'd really want. I mean, I was on a waiting list for bones for over a yeah, year. Yeah, for a while. Over a year. Yeah. So it was a, a matter of, okay, this breeding sounds really interesting. I, I, I think, think I think what happened, remember, remember, maybe I planted the seed in your head. Because remember, I was going to uh, use Tango. Right. Until he was right. diagnosed with Addison's and then he got neutered. But when I found his sister maybe having a litter and then was going to, um, that's well, when I'm like, well, I definitely want one out of that family. And so it, it didn't get one from that litter, but it's still a relative. Well, and the other thing was, is that Bones had been bred six months before and we absolutely adored the female. Yes. And you were really thinking I was, then. I yes. really, really wanted a puppy and then she didn't conceive. No, she was sweet. She was wonderful. I was willing to steal her from her parents and keep her. But um, but she didn't conceive. So I had gotten my hopes up for right. a puppy then. So, you know, things happen for a reason. Yep. And uh, so we had done the research for the breeding between Lark and Flash. And then the puppies were born in May of this year, 2019. Well, and then go back, we also completed a questionnaire oh significant questionnaire it was like by the time i was done i think it was about nine pages <laughs> and then at that point i i asked the breeder okay is this enough <laughs> and what was nice because these these uh our breeder and her mentor uh, knew us very well too yes they already knew us yes they knew us they knew our dogs they knew what we did. and had met our dogs yes. multiple times so that was that was one foot in the door right there I was flabbergasted. Where did that word come from? That's like one of my father's words. They had... At least you weren't flummoxed. Yeah, they had... No, that one wouldn't have come out. They had 40 people 
on a waiting list for that litter. No, no. That one and the other, so 12 puppies oh, tw- total. Right, right. 12 puppies. They had 40 people 40 on a people. waiting list. And when they announced that, I, I did message the breeder and go, uh, uh, I, I'm on the list, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other a- people both did. They're like, yes, of course, you guys. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? If all puppies were like that, desirable, short in supply, people having to think about getting one and and really work to get the pet. Of, yeah, yeah. I'll go down and buy one at the shelter, and it may or may not be, you know. Well, and the thing is, is we actually didn't get to choose the individual puppy. Yeah. She asked, and this was both for Bones and Hero and Poncho and Tango's mm-hmm. breeder, mm-hmm. who is mentoring Seven and Willow's breeder. This was her first litter. So it was with both of those breeders, the questionnaires, significant questionnaires, both of them then contacted us either phone or email for Mm -hmm. clarifications. Mm -hmm. And both times had more puppies, more potential owners on the list than, than there were puppies. And they did the final choosing as to which puppy we got. Both contacted us during the process, you know, as we saw the photos and the videos. And, you know, which one is catching your eye? Which one do you think? Now, Bones, I fell in love with from the first photos. I saw his photos when I think he was about four weeks old. And he's just sitting there on his little fat puppy bottom watching things go on. And I went, Mary, I like that one. And I remember her saying, we'll see. (laughs) Because they do the puppy temperament testing at about seven weeks. And after the puppy temperament testing, she emailed me and said his litter name was Jack. And she said, yes, Jack is yours. And I'm like, oh, thank you. But but what was not nice with this litter of our girls, um, lots of videos. Yes. So yes. we could really watch them literally from day one. Their interactions. Their, what, we got about eight, seven and a half, eight weeks is when we knew for sure who we mm-hmm. were getting. But again, after the puppy temperament test. Right. But then we also... Like when we should communicate, which ones you watching? I'm like, I like this one and this one. I'm kind of watching those two and mm-hmm. ended up with one of the two. Uh-huh. Um, but that probably was the best thing was the videos and actually right. watching the personality. Now for Tango and Hero, uh, well, Poncho, you didn't know which puppy you were getting till we yeah, drove up and met her. We knew. Basically, the temperament I was looking for seemed to be what the breeder wanted to. So she had narrowed it down to two puppies after all the others went to their homes. And so she couldn't decide on which of the two to keep. We, Even up to the day she got on the plane, she yes, didn't know. We drove up to Northern California in the RV. We met her at the prearranged location. We parked the RV. She pulled up in the car. She had the puppy at a family reunion with them. And she pulled up, and it was like, Petra, you excited? Do you know which puppy you're getting? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And then... Brings out the dog crate. Brings out the dog crate. But then she says, if I change my mind in yes, two weeks, I can know. we swap? No. No. <laughs> no, that was so funny. But for Hero and Tango, we knew we were each getting a mail from the litter. Right. But we didn't know which one yet. No, until we... Got up there and she allowed yeah. us to really... Uh, we had kind of narrowed it down and I had really liked the what I had seen of Hero, who was all, Oliver, Ollie at the time. 
And then one of the other boys I was watching also. So when we got there and she took us back to where the puppies were, she handed me Oliver slash hero and took me all of about five seconds. And yeah. I went, yep, that's him. Now you, yeah, it took yeah, about yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> it took 20 minutes. <laughs> She's sitting on the ground and a friend had gone with us, Tamara. <laughs> and Tamara and she and I, I was holding my puppy until he wanted to get down and play. But finally I said, Pedro, do you want some input? <laughs> Take that one. (laughs) But so the process and should be with a a good breeder is input from both the breeder and then from yourself. And then, of course, there's that emotional connection. Yeah. Yeah. So when we did finally find out who we were getting out of the this recent letter of uh, Willow and Seven, it was great because Willow was one I was watching and just watching her personality reminded me so much of my first heart dog, an Aussie named Shasta, many years ago. And uh, she's pretty much, that's who she is. Everyone's yeah. why I slip and call her Shasta you know, <laughs> by accident. She's doing something that's exactly the same. And yeah, she's just been a great dog. Seven is um, pretty closely related to Bones in I see more of Bones in her than I do anything else, which can be good or bad. Can you explain the name? All of my dogs for many years now have had Star Trek names. Bones, a.k.a. Dr. McCoy. Bashir, Dr. Julian Bashir from Deep Space Nine. Riker, of course, the handsome Riker, have had Star Trek names. And your cats, too. Oh, and my cats, too. Kirk, the orange boy. Spock, Scotty. And yes, I'm a Star Trek geek, so I mean, that's where it came from. But it also came from the fact that I don't care for common names. There's so many names that are recycled, and we hear them so often in class, so I like different names. Well, Seven was the seventh puppy born in a litter of nine, which brought out 709. And then the Seven of Nine character on Voyager, she was kick-ass. Yep. (laughs) She... She was gorgeous and, well, I shouldn't say was because she's in the new Picard series. Oh, good. Her characters come back. She's kick-ass. She's gorgeous. She's smart. She has a little tr- trouble adapting to humans and doesn't always understand, which relates to me perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so it just seemed to fit her. But for all, whenever I get a puppy, I usually have a list of about six Star Trek character names that appeal to me and then i try to match them to the puppy and seven of nine was just perfect for her so and seven yep how'd you choose them you know i just started making a list of names that ended in O. poncho tango tango. Uh, (laughs) yeah and then i did have my um two really sweet cats were um aspen and cedar so trees so willow and it just kind of all fit so and then when i saw her just name well, she is the tall, lean, willowy yeah, one, is. where Seven is the stocky, <laughs> strong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyway, when we got the puppies, we had to drive north about, we're in San Diego, so drive north about six hours in 100 degree plus weather. So we had two friends go with us, the owner of the stud dog. Rachel, she went with us, and then our friend Tamara, who's gone with us for a few road trips and yep. a couple of pickup Pick puppies. puppies yep. And then, of course, 
my two boys, Hero and Bones, went with, and Petra brought Poncho and Tango. So we had four dogs going up, and we had four dogs and two puppies coming back. And thank God for the RV, because we had the generator and the AC going in the back of the RV the whole way up and the whole way back. And those new crates I built turned out perfect. It yep. was it was an easy easy trip. Actually, it was. If yeah. we'd had to go in a car, it would have been horrible. Yeah. But the RV paid for itself on that trip. All right. Well, we need to take a break for our sponsors. So hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Has your pet ever suffered from digestive issues, anxiety, or joint pain? We want to address these issues and more with high-grade CBD oil from Alpha, made specifically for your furry friends. Using Alaskan salmon oil as a carrier, Alpha Pet's 500 CBD oil is lab-tested for quality, consistency, and safety. Plus, we are giving Pet Life Radio listeners 25% off and free shipping with code PL25 for a limited time. So visit MyAlphaCBD.com slash dogs now. That's MyAlphaCBD.com forward slash dogs. Because your furry friends are family. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And then coming home, well, once we were home, neither one of us are neophytes at raising puppies, but I got a lot of preparation done ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I had the expense out. I had the crates set up. I had baby the, gates the baby gates. I had the puppy food. I knew what had found out what the breeder was feeding and had a big bag of that. She sent some home with us, but I had a big bag of that. I had chews because I knew the yep. chewing would be coming. So I had a whole bunch of chews. Lots of preparation. Oh, ID, identification tags. Baby puppy buckle collar and identification yep. tag. Before we even picked them up. Before we even picked them up. Mm-hmm. First thing we did was put that... Which was nice because the breeder breeder had uh, collars on them, mainly for identification, but they were used to it. So right. we didn't have to worry about breaking them in and getting used to a collar. Right. So that was nice. And I was surprised before we got home, because it was so hot, we spent the night in a in a couple of hotel rooms. The puppies were very good in the hotel. Very good. At least seven was. Uh-huh. Very no good. Issues. No accidents in the hotel room. No crying or screaming at night. I was yeah. very impressed. The breeder had started crate training, so that was good. So there's a lot of benefits finding the right breeder. That's the biggest thing is finding the right breeder. Yeah. Asking questions. Yeah. Yeah. And then once, uh, I think the biggest surprise for Seven when we got home was Kurt, my orange cat, who helps me raise puppies. He's not shy. He's not retiring. And he knows his power. He's Kirk, after all. And he was not trying to charm the Lady Seven. <laughs> he was teaching the Lady Seven exactly who has the power. <laughs> yeah, oh, my house too. Toby's the same way. I'm Boss Cat. We just set the rules right away. 
She, yes. She is uh, almost five months old now. And this morning when I let him in for breakfast after going outside to go potty after we got up, Kirk was waiting, sitting, his tail wrapped around his three of his paws and he had one paw up and I swear I saw him flex the nails mm -hmm. and seven went whoops never mind I'll go the other way <laughs> it's like Kirk you're the power yes <laughs> yes but the good part of that is none of my dogs will chase or harm cats they have been well raised and even with the foster kittens I have they're good with the kittens they will not harm the cats and that's one thing Willow's is, is really mellow for a puppy and she's been in with the first foster kittens in the morning when I get ready in the bathroom and mm -hmm. they're in there and she, she's gentle playing with them and mm -hmm. getting the kittens used to a dog before they nice go to dogs. their new homes right know, which is which we've heard our group feed, loves heard feedback from uh adoptive owners who who say oh she's wonderful with my dog yeah and of course that if that dog is kind to cats also. Exactly. But, and then the other thing is, is we start bringing them here to the training yard yep. very early on. And, it was, and as soon as they've had two sets of shots, they start the puppy class. Kate teaches it. And we sit in and, or we start doing demos early with them. Yeah. These guys start demoing right away. So seven last Saturday did her first full hour of puppy class as I taught. She worked as my demo puppy. And for the first time she's done a whole hour with me talking. She was really good. She was, I had had her right close to me so I could reach over and touch her, but she didn't try to get out. We had four new puppies in that group. She didn't try to get out and go to the puppies. She stayed close to me. She didn't bark. She didn't whine. And then one of her other trainers used her as a demo dog while I was talking and she worked with Carol very nicely and I kept an eye on it to see if she was going to be startled but she did really well so it's fun to watch that brain work molding them into the working dogs they need to be exactly exactly so it's not a shock and that's something I think that we do tell people in the puppy class and in our basic obedience classes but maybe it could be emphasized a little bit more. Training is not always about training sessions. Right. It's about teaching your puppy to live with you and in the house with you and guide them through whenever the puppy's with you. No, you're not allowed to dash out the door. Let's wait. All right, I'll give you permission. Go ahead out to the backyard. I have three dogs. I don't want them dashing the door and taking me out at the knees. I mean, when she's grown up, it's going to be 150 pounds of dogs. I don't want them barging yeah. through or barging back in. Right. Like in my yeah. house, I've got the chickens and the horses, and I don't want her to learn that she can just go out there and play with these big dogs. So or the electric fence. The electric fence, yeah. <laughs> so since day one, um, you know, with on leash, but we have a routine, and she knows what it is, and. Uh, now she's she's right with me, and she even goes to where I, I'm going. She just like kind of goes there and sits and waits for me. <laughs> but um, she knows there's a boundary; doesn't go past the fence. Not allowed in the horse corrals. She stays right outside. I can go in there, do whatever I have to do, and she stays and sits on the outside. But yeah, it's a, immediately like there are mm -hmm. rules. This is what we do. This is what we don't do. And learning routines. Since routines I have big. I have some bottle baby foster kittens right now that need to be fed, so I feed before I go to bed. And then the alarm set for two o'clock in the morning <clears throat> and five o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> and, 
And so when the alarm goes off and I get up to take care of the kittens, I let all the dogs outside. Now, Seven has been sleeping through the night, not having to go out for months now. But since I'm getting up anyway, I go ahead and let him out. When I let him back in, she goes right to her crate. She's not trying to play. She's not trying to take advantage. She goes back to her crate. And I close the crate and she curls up. Okay. This was just an extra chance to get outside. So crate training is wonderful. Oh, yes. I, like, my is. door is open and Willow just will go in there. Mm-hmm. Even throughout the day, Rosie says she just like disappears over there. And she's sound asleep in her crate. Mm-hmm. Doors wide open. That's just a safe place and she's happy. Mm-hmm. And then there's the advantage of having an older, well-trained dog to serve as an example. Hero is, Hero is helping teach her, but he's also a playmate. He's like an older brother. Yeah. He's he's an older brother. Come on, let's go do this. Let's go chase that. Let's go get the ball. Here's a stick. But I have noticed, in fact, I I noticed it in particular today, although it's been happening. He she's losing her puppy card. Her get her out of jail free card. And as I was cleaning up after the dogs, pooper scooping this morning. Hero and Seven were dashing and running and playing. It was still cool before today's heat hit. Bones was with me making sure that I found all the pieces and didn't miss anything because, you know, that's his job. Help me with whatever I'm doing. So he and I were doing that while the two younger ones were playing. And at some point I heard a, I, and I was, didn't interrupt anything. I just kind of glanced around and they were playing and then she grabbed him. Oh, and he oh, went, er, and she went, I, now see, up to this point, he's been pretty much letting her have, he looks pretty ragged right now. His, his rough and his pantaloons have gaps in them where she's pulled hair out. He doesn't quite look like a street dog, but he's heading that way. <laughs> well, he's finally gotten tired of it. Or he says she's grown up enough. So he's starting to let her know that she's making a mistake. And she lets out a yipe. But then I saw her kind of back off and think for a minute. And she went back to play and she didn't grab him and he didn't growl. So she's processing it. I know that's not enough. He's going to have to do it more. But he's starting to teach her. Now, she doesn't play rough with Bones at all because Bones is the playground supervisor. There's been a couple of times he's grabbed her and she's grabbed him early on and he did the rah, 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 mash and she went okay cool <laughs> so she knows there's different rules between the two adult dogs and the same thing with indiana one of our trainers has a big 110 pound german shepherd indiana jones indy and at one point i'm not sure exactly what she did to indy maybe ran into him or grabbed him like she did hero but he corrected her pretty significantly and when they come in the training yard now, she's like, okay, yes, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> she respects him totally. So having an, a well-trained adult dog can definitely help the training process. Yeah, Poncho is similar. Again, you know, like he'll let him run around, gets too much, and then she, he smashes the puppy. Like, stop, that's enough. And rules of the house, there's no playing in the house. And he makes sure that doesn't happen. You can yeah. sit there on the ground and play with a toy, but there's no running. And all of a sudden, he just in, like cuts her off, looks at her, growls, and she like slinks down, goes to the bed or on the couch next to me. Goes, Sorry. Right. Same rule in my house. All the rough plays outside. You can chew on stuff, 
but you're not allowed to chase a cat. You're not allowed to dash around. There's no zoomies in the house. There's no wrestling in the house. You want to wrestle, I'm going to kick you outside. In the house is calm and quiet. And that applies to all three of the dogs. No rough stuff. Uh, My house is not big. (laughs) It's not fancy, but I like what I have. (laughs) And then uh, the other rules I have in the house, my dogs are allowed on the furniture because I like to snuggle with them. They're allowed on the bed. She's in her crate, of course, but the adult dogs are allowed on the bed. And eventually she will be. But I usually keep them in the crate at night until a year and a half, depending on how mature they are. Hero was a little more. He was was a puppy a long time. He's a good boy, but he didn't mature quickly. Bones was out of the crate by about nine months and never got into trouble afterwards. But he's much more serious about life. And then, uh, obviously, the rules with the cats. No counter surfing, no trash can raiding, no chewing on my shoes. Oh, she picked up one of my flip-flops the other day, and all I had to do was, uh-uh, wrong choice, and she went patooey and spit it out. Good girl. <laughs> yeah, leave it. It's really well-known in my house with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great command for Bubby. And now she's learning to bring things and drop in it. It's nice. She finds anything. Like, the kid, like today, for example, I was getting ready, and the lotion, face lotion cap fell down and of course one of the foster kittens thought oh it's a toy toy. and it went flying off the counter in the bathroom and willow actually picked it up looked at me walked it over and dropped it at my feet good girl i'm like thank you my little helper (laughs) good girl yep and then what else is so much of the puppy raising is instinctive because i've done it so much well and like we say in our classes when we are raising them the way we teach yeah for people in puppy class, they have to make an effort to socialize with other dogs and new things and new places. You do it by bringing them here. Well, I take them other places, too. Once they've had her, you know, the two full sets of shots. Haven't been to the harbor yet. We'll do that when it cools off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We planned on going to the harbor a few times, Oceanside Harbor, but I'm not big on taking dogs down there when it's too hot. But my guys have been for walks in my neighborhood. They've been for walks at the school oh, near we, me. We went to Oregon with them. Oh, Oregon. That was huge socialization. Rest stops. Oh, we went to Oregon for the annual English Shepherd Gathering, which is like a dog show slash social group slash <laughs> planned breedings. People get to see stud dogs and potential mothers of litters and talk to each other. Educa- lots of educational stuff. The experienced owners breeders were there we had invited the other owners of puppies from the litter to set up near the rv we parked our rv up near where things were going on put the awning out set up the expense and pop-ups for our guys and then told the other puppy owners feel free to join us i think our puppies were 11 weeks by then 11 11, yeah 11 or 12 weeks so still babies but it turned out to be a social point (laughs) i did (laughs) <laughs> we'll figure what five six of the litter the uh, puppies of litter with their five and, or six out of the and nine. then related uh, bones's yeah. uh, sister yeah. and her son were there yeah. but what was interesting is is and we took turns sitting under the awnings with the puppies so somebody would go off and do something and come back and we'd take turns for me being a people watcher and not always a social person just watching the other puppy owners, the other dog owners, and how their dogs behaved and so forth. So Bones and Hero 
weren't on leash most of the time. We had their, while they were there at the RV, outside of the RV, they had their wagons, they were in their wagons, or they were close to me, off leash, and of course responsive, "Uh uh-uh, stay with me, get in your wagon, be still, here, do you want a drink of water? You know, that type of thing, normal behavior. And then watching how some of the other dogs were handled and behaved, and it was kind of proof that the training works. harnesses management going on yes there was there was lots of management going on mm-hmm. and oh and the ring setup they had a barnyard agility course for puppies and a barnyard agility course for adult dogs a barnyard as in straw bales making obstacles and and a pallet to walk over and yes. you know miscellaneous objects so when It was my turn to take seven over to the puppy course, now 11 weeks old, maybe 12 weeks old. I took her into the puppy course and we did the whole puppy course. And it was like, yeah, well, so. So I took her over to the adult course and she did that very nicely. And it was like, okay, that was a lot more fun. When this came back, I took Will over there. But we have our little confidence course, agility course here, which we've taken the puppies through. So, But also the life skills course that we set up and yeah, everything like, else. Yeah. And, then, and I guess all stuff that they had set there for the puppy, Willow was almost like, oh, gosh, we do this every day at home. There's no big deal <laughs> until we get to the more the adult version of it. And they're like, yes, more fun. But even the adult version, funny. the willingness to try something new, the willingness yeah. when... When I said the straw bale A-frame was four bales high, so it was over my head. For an 11-week-old puppy to go, okay, mom says I can do this. All right, jump, climb, jump, climb, jump, climb, sit on the top going, cool, I'm a big dog. (laughs) And then down, you know, controlled down. But just the fact that even at that age, we'd only had them for three weeks, that bond and trust was already there that she said, okay, mom's here. She says I can do it. All right, let's do it. And it was fun. Mm -hmm. It was really a lot of fun. But And everyone's like, just take it slow. Just be careful. Like, not our (laughs) girls. Come on, girls. We can do this. Oh, and ducks. Yeah. Ducks weren't. The herding. Yeah. Ducks weren't scary at all. Ducks were, cool, look at them. Willow's more like, oh, cred, they're here too. (laughs) She's not a herder. No, she has them at she, home. The duck and I the have geese. The duck and the goose. Yeah. yeah. And she just got, no, she didn't, she'd sit there and watch them. But they were, you know, they were in the in enclosure. But, uh, but they just weren't unique. No. Whereas I don't have any ducks in my backyard. Yeah. So and was like, oh, Seven was like, oh, that's cool. But she wasn't worried at all. All right. Well, I hope that gave you some ideas and some things to think about when it's time for your next puppy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with adopting a puppy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with going to a shelter or going to a rescue. Just before you do that, before you contact a breeder, think about your ultimate goal. What are your goals with this puppy as he grows up? What do you want to do with him? If you want more predictable behavior, if you have some competition goals or you want to camp and hike with this dog, you want something specific, then take that into mind when you're choosing your new puppy. Petra and I and Kate have both had rescues, multiple rescues each, but with what we're doing now in our lives with the dogs, we want a little more predictability. 
Granted, Kate took on the challenge of Quill and Jack Russell Terrier this last time. We'll see if she repeats that. Which <laughs> <laughs> he was a different challenge, <laughs> but he he did come from a reputable breeder. Walter, not so much. Walter was almost a rescue, kind of, sort of. Definitely not a planned breeding, but he was not a planned breeding yeah. and and not a, not a planned behavior parentage. And he he's, was the smartest one out there. He made Kate a better trainer. (laughs) And on that note, we'll let you go. Bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.